0: Hey there, Film Buds, welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. I'm your host, Paul.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: And uh it's fall, y'all <laughs>
1: I mean it's it's technically been fall, but
0: Well, I mean we are about to do the, the official fall back.
1: Uh, does that mark when fall starts?
0: Yeah, technically.
1: Wait, I then the, then when does winter start? Because doesn't winter start in the middle of, of December?
0: Man, I don't know. Um, it was the
1: month you were born in.
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> you're you're doing birthdays all wrong. You're supposed to know the inner workings of the month. But anywho,
0: no man. What's the day? What am I getting?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Who's yeah. showing
0: up? And who sucks? Uh, that's and, great. And, and and that's the that's the breakdown.
1: Fantastic. Um, um, but yes. Here we are officially in fall. It's looking very no, yeah. fall we're, here. We're at
0: least, yeah, very much so. We are about to fall back, uh, and it is no longer October. We're officially into November, Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, an interesting time, I think, cinematically.
1: Okay. Um, in what way?
0: You know, Halloween, plenty of movies.
1: Uh huh. Christmas, Thanksgiving?
0: plenty of movies, mm-hmm. and then there's this. Where'd it go? You know, it's it's this plenty of movies with foliage. hmm, hmm. Fall about well, even I, potentially hints of Thanksgiving.
1: Well, I feel like Thanksgiving should be something that it would be like a really easy thing to have a movie about because easy. it's like, oh, it's a it's an event that brings people together, all centered around one table and a meal and you can have hijinks galore from there. But we
0: just make it Christmas. We
1: always do, yeah, yeah. No, for
0: sure. Well, and, uh, you know, in, in one of the posts that I wrote up for this episode, I talk about the fact that, like, when I grew up, I felt like, um, Thanksgiving was sort of like the fancier middle holiday. You know, like, Halloween was fiddly-dee and falderall. hmm And Christmas, you did have Christmas dinner, but, like, that shit is about the lights, the presents, the pageantry. And then you had Thanksgiving, this whole, you have to dress up, the house has to be clean, and the entire point is to sit down and have this meal. You know, it felt like this much more like staid tradition, comparatively speaking.
1: I think that's a, that's, that's interesting. Um, I don't remember ever having to like dress up for Thanksgiving. I always oh, remember. Oh man, every year. I remembered like, you know, looking nicer, but that was like a, that was like a personal choice. You know, I've seen people come to Thanksgiving dressed in whatever, you know, you know, they weren't Karen's children, but anywho. But no, I mean, um, I don't know. I I like Thanksgiving purely for the fact that like, it's just another random holiday that falls between the other holidays. It's like this, you know, it's, it's a part of the holiday sandwich that is this time of the year. Yeah, that's, it's great. Do I actually like Thanksgiving food?
0: No. <laughs> well, and I, I guess that's very interesting because, again, like for me, um, maybe that's one of the reasons that I don't particularly enjoy Thanksgiving much now is that growing up it felt very much like a uh, you have to get you know to the nines you know for for thanksgiving as a to do you know you've got to, you've got to be in a button down no
1: no you're no, going to no. be in
0: loafers thanksgiving you know. in my
1: house was a potluck
0: no no Thanksgiving no,
1: no, no. every year is is a potluck. It's called some people pick what they're making and then they bring it and you basically have a fancy cookout in your house because it's cold outside so you can't have it out there.
0: No, and that's not at all. That's not at all what I grew up with. Even
1: no, though. yeah. I mean, baby, you've been to my house.
0: No, that's, that's a at, fact. At
1: Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It has never changed. Well, it's always been that.
0: <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, our Thanksgivings have gotten better Maybe that's because all of my grandparents are dead. Oof. um, But, like, part of the reason, that like, our grand... Our, our like, you know, our Thanksgivings definitely for a time were fancy was that, like, certain parts of my family were showing up. And so, like, it was a very much a to-do. Um, and, like, it had to be this... And it felt very much like this, at times, fastidious thing. Um... And so maybe that's what I didn't enjoy about Thanksgiving.
1: I mean, I just purely don't like Thanksgiving cuisine.
0: I don't really much care for the food either. I think turkey is a horrible bird to eat. Um,
1: um, I purely every year for Thanksgiving would eat the mac and cheese that I make now that has been passed down from, from my mother to me and it shall be passed on again, you know, I guess right now to our cat Santana because we don't have any kids. That's right. But, um, and, and ham. That was every year for Thanksgiving where I would make myself a plate of mac and cheese and ham because cannot stand turkey. It is only good with gravy. And that's that's really sad. You know, it has, literally have to put gravy on it or else it's, it's inedible. Um, you know, I'm not a big casserole person. I do not like marshmallows. It's just a whole thing. It's just, it's just, it's a, and, and it's a, I was never like a, eat all of the food on my plate kind of person like I'm a I'm a small eater for the most part and Thanksgiving was always one of those meals that like I always felt like a lot of pressure to build my plate as big as everybody else did just for just to be miserable yeah like what's the point guys
0: no for sure
1: and that's definitely not the the quote-unquote origin of why we started this holiday you know either
0: no, for sure. Um we, we we won't get too too much into the history of the origin in this episode. Um of of Thanksgiving. Uh we'll get into it during this month. Don't you fret, dear listeners. History is coming. <laughs> um but but not today. Um However, going off of this sort of conversation, I did want to ask you before we we jump into our discussion on our main film. What are some films that do come to mind when you think of Thanksgiving?
1: I I am I am drawing solid blanks right now.
0: I guess then uh, general autumnal feeling.
1: Um movies that feel like fall. Um I, I'm, I guess, uh, I don't know, one of the Harry Potters. Okay. They, I feel like they always have, like, very clear seasons, you know, fall into winter is always this, like, very distinct... Well, and the school
0: is kind of right there at, like, the, the cusp of fall.
1: Exactly, you know, it's, 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 um, fall for me, I guess, makes me think of, like, back to school time, you know, kind of deal. It's not, I feel like once we get into November people are very much preparing for it being christmas
0: and wintry
1: yeah exactly exactly because we're now at like the end of the season instead of at the the beginning part of the season um no i'm having a i'm having a dickens of a time trying to trying to come up with a come, a fall movie um
0: when harry met sally
1: oh that's that's a good one that's Thank a good you. one but again it's 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 a movie that is that is happening in a season it is and then not. loops
0: back around to that season cuz like we go through like a few years and we start in fall and we end in fall. Yes? Cuz uh the first time that they meet is going off to college. Oh my gosh. And then when they come together it's fall again.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it not? I I honestly at the moment can't can answer that with um
0: any, any definitive kind of, sort yeah, of yeah, any
1: kind of confidence in an answer because i i truly don't remember at this moment. Um, but that's 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 still an interesting because there's the the scene where they're going through like the park, you know, and it's all the trees and yeah, no. It's I- iconic.
0: It's it's like one of the main images of the movie.
1: No, i think that that's totally fair. Um What's
0: another one? Uh you've got mail? Is that another one that takes place in fall?
1: I feel like it does, but i feel like we're now starting in a theme. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. Now we're just getting into Meg Ryan movies. Now
1: maybe they're all set in full.
0: <laughs> She's an autumnal actor. Honestly, um, it's a
1: good color palette for her. Maybe they maybe they found that out a long time ago.
0: Um, it's it's truly hilarious that uh, that a woman that works at my office is named Meg and literally feels like a Meg Ryan character. Um,
1: maybe it comes with the name.
0: Pair hats. Uh, And so, um, autumnal movies, autumnal movies. Harry Potter is a good option. Um, I'll go with, uh, for me, honestly, strangely enough, I will go with Lord of the Rings. This is usually around the time of year that I do a Lord of the Rings watch. Um, And I think it's all because of Fellowship. For me, Fellowship has a fall feeling
1: interesting um
0: maybe it's because ah maybe it's because that film feels like it is the end of spring you know for some of our characters right their youth is over and they're starting to truly become
1: mm-hmm. you know in
0: a in a sort of thematic sense fall
1: no i get that um i mean see i guess that's the problem that i'm having right now is like fall is such a weird season Four movies you know like um
0: it's a transitional period
1: well yeah but it's also kind of like this like and we're just gonna wrap up the year real quick kind of mood because that's where we are right now in november because like anything else that's coming out and if something's coming out in december if and it's worth a damn it's coming out on christmas
0: yeah, you know, and and pretty much anything in the, in December is winter oriented. Exactly, not and and,
1: and that's ve- that's a very different mood, and that's a very clear mood too. Because then you get all of those, you know, those not just winter themed movies, but you also get all of the like very very distinct Christmas movies that like people people go to at that time of year. You know, it's the same thing with Halloween though, but like that's why I'm having such a such a problem because I'm like every movie that I want to put in fall. Is like oh no, it's it's a Halloween movie though, and that's why it's very fall for me. Mm. Um, uh, um, uh, Rushmore. Rushmore is a fall movie. Okay, for me.
0: Okay. Uh... Because again,
1: it's setting all that back to school stuff. You know, and it's it's very seasonal as well.
0: No, I think that's uh, I think that that's entirely fair. Um fall movie fall movie knives out
1: i'd say that that's i say that that's fair um that movie's really brightly colored for me so i feel like if you personally it it leans more i guess into like a
0: that everyone's in like sweaters and layers and there's leaves about the grounds
1: guess who's coming to dinner <laughs>
0: All right, sure, hell yeah.
1: The 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 one with the one with Bernie Mac, the only one. Oh, I've seen.
0: okay. Guess who?
1: Guess who? Yeah, yeah there yeah, we go. Yeah. I was like, the guess only... who's
0: coming to dinner is Sydney Poitier.
1: Oh, well, I have not seen it.
0: Yeah, that's who came to dinner.
1: Oh well, and the other one, it's Ashton Kutcher.
0: Yeah, because you know we it's did a... <laughs> the flip flop.
1: Yeah, and it's a huge downgrade.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> like if we're talking Sydney Portier,
0: yeah, to Ashton Kutcher, I mean. No offense to Ashton, but I
1: mean. No, oh, yeah, none. T- like honestly, I don't even think that he would be offended. He'd be like, "No, I, I get it. You know, it's it's Sydney fucking Portier."
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about an icon versus, you know, uh, the guy from that '70s show who married Mila Kunis, who was, was also on that, that '70s, 70s show. show. So, you know, um, Demi's ex, um,
1: <laughs> not Lovato.
0: No, uh, the original, the OG.
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but no, I, I understand your point about like autumn uh stranger things for me is like an autumn show I until think... they start to get you know into the obvious summer season of like season three but like season one season two fall
1: that's right um but i guess that's why it's it's a halloween thing
0: oh shit you're right season two does have the halloween thing
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot mm -hmm. damn! No, it's it's you've. you've I walked right into the
0: classic blunder. You've
1: raised a really interesting point. Um, for for where we are in this in this year, you know.
0: Well, and I guess it is again also so interesting to me because, like, what the fuck happened to Thanksgiving? You know, even just culturally speaking, you don't go to the store and see people like you know putting up. We go. Halloween isn't over. Christmas is here
1: yeah it's because I feel like a lot of people have my opinion about Thanksgiving. It's cool, we come together, we're thankful. you well, know also free maybe, food.
0: Maybe some of the other thing that has also gone into play is the awareness of some of the falseness of the myth.
1: i i i I think people are so distracted by Christmas.
0: That's also true.
1: That they are just excited for a day off from work. That's true. And then because of Black Friday. Uh ah. Is the very next day. True, true. People instantly go, that was great. Get rid of it. Instantly thinking about going to, you know, the stores to, to buy it up, you know. That's the holiday people are actually looking forward to. Yeah. People love Love Black Friday.
0: Consumerism. That's um, right.
1: That's right. People could care less about obesity. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thanksgiving is not going to lead to obesity all of the time.
0: <laughs> well, it will at least for a day. Um, Let so, me
1: the holiday. That's
0: right. Uh, <clears throat> but I guess with all that aside, we should go ahead and jump on into... One of the films that, uh, you know, because if you go online and you decide to look at, like, Thanksgiving movies, it is a real crapshoot. Actually, a lot of uh, film people typically treat it as noir-vember. Why? (laughs) For the pun. So they they focus on, like, noir films throughout the month of, of November. We're gonna go for the stretch. We're gonna try and fill your month with Thanksgiving.
1: See, I think that it would have been more interesting for the for film people to have chosen No Shave November as, as a movie theme. Figure it out, guys. Watch a lot of like Teen Wolf, you know, um lots of Twilight, people just becoming hairier.
0: Castaway.
1: Boom, boom. This is this is a more interesting thing. You can watch Noir anytime.
0: Uh, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to try and do Thanksgiving things. And so one of the things that came up that actually also sort of tied into the release of the new Wednesday, uh, TV show on Netflix was The Adams Family Values. Uh, and so our, our film for today is going to be the sequel, uh, to the original Adams Family film from the 90s, uh, Adam's Family Values came out in 1993, Uh, it is directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, Uh, it is written by Paul Rudnick, and it stars, of course, Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd, Joan Cusack, Christina Ricci, Carol Kane, uh, and Jimmy Workman, and our Plot is the Adams family try to rescue their beloved Uncle Fester from his gold digging new love, a black widow named Debbie. <laughs> and with all that said, dear, why don't you take it away? The Adams family values. What'd you think?
1: Oh, I love this movie. This movie is great. It's, it's, it doesn't care anymore. Um,. And I think that that's part of its charm for me. Um, oh gosh, because we we did these, we did watch Adam's Family on Halloween, and then like recently now mm-hmm. watching this movie, and like there is like a stark difference. And we can talk like, a little
0: bit about the original as well.
1: Oh yeah, but um, I was just gonna say though, like the the moods of these two are are. Are different in the sense that like the first one is like you know it's the first one we gotta take this seriously we gotta ease people into the idea you know people like the adams family they like this this whole vibe these people are doing a great job and the the first one is is a is a is a is a perfect film and then there's this one that goes now we've got this great base what can we do with it And it just goes bananas to the point where, you know, we've got Morticia and Gomez doing a a tango in a restaurant. You know, we've got Joan Cusack playing a terrible babysitter, basically, for like half of the film. Ships these kids off to summer camp, of all places, where summer camp they're doing the Thanksgiving play. You know, it's it's just madness. It's absolute chaos and it's, it's so much fun, you know, um, Morticia and, and Gomez end up having a new child, you know, and that causes animosity in the family, but of course they have to Adams it up. So this little baby has like a tiny little baby mustache. (sniffs) Chef's kiss. Um, no, I, I think that, and it's the, and the, the reason that this movie is so much fun though, is because of the fact that everybody in it is having just as much fun you know all of the jokes are are landing even harder because everybody got to say yay ah gosh I really enjoyed being in that first one now now this is where I get to sink my teeth in raul julia gets to ham it up as gomez having a mental breakdown as as he thinks his brother has abandoned the family you know angelica houston gets to have all of these fantastic one-liners as she's still lit in the same perfect silhouette of morticia you know every time where she's just like uh oh gosh what what's what's one of the things or where she's like not yet you know (laughs) it's just you know that good old ball and chain mm. our wedding night you know it's just these these perfect little moments and like honestly for me the only thing that is a downgrade in this this film for me is is the fact that it's not the same grandmother mm. and i think that um i don't i don't know something tragic could have happened to the original grandmother i have no idea um but i do not think that our new grandma is as funny um I think that because everything is amplified in this movie, they were like, we have to also amplify Granny, but then we have this woman who's not funny. And so, like, it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me. What what you've got a face.
0: The actress that played the original grandma. Mm-hmm. She did in fact die. Mm. In twenty fifteen.
1: What? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh i thought that it was actually going to affect the film oh my gosh i'm done i'm dead um no yeah and i think that i don't that's, know why
0: they went with carol kane then maybe she just didn't want to come back
1: i mean maybe and like there's there are moments in this movie where like i'm like, Ugh! this is the line. This was the delivery. Super funny. But then they, they, they make her almost like, like a, like a gimmick character. Like they didn't care enough to, to put a little bit more effort into it. Like, I, I think that we're so close, but I think, but honestly, like that's, that's my only note. I, it's, I I love the, the whole like turning the, the Thanksgiving play and like getting it twisted with with Wednesday ruining it by actually telling the truth of what's going on, you know. I, I love the fact of like they, they end up making all of these like dark references to our real history, you know, and and and, and basically taking away all the sugarcoating of the fact that like you know we as Americans have a history of doing bad things yeah you know but the the all of these other kids you know are so happy and and all oh, because they're so they're so wealthy and well off and disconnected yeah you know that they can just go oh this is just a fun play with pocahontas and i'm gonna play a pilgrim how 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 quaint you know i just yeah i <laughs> I could go on. This this movie this movie is a is a happy place for me. Um and I'm completely biased and I'll accept that.
0: <laughs> so for a little bit of background, real quick, uh Barry Sonnenfeld, the director of the film, actually started his career as a cinematographer. Um <clears throat> and his credits include uh Blood Simple, um Big, uh, When Harry Met Sally, Miller's Crossing, and Misery. And his directorial debut was The Adams Family. Oh. Uh, his overall directorial credits include the Men in Black films, uh, Wild Wild West, uh, 10 episodes of the recent Unfortunate Events films, or uh, uh, TV show
1: the the
0: one that has Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, fantastic. See. Uh, and so that's a little bit of background on on Barry Sonnenfeld. So, Adam's family values, what do I think? I hadn't seen this movie Dear Listener in probably 25 years.
1: <laughs>
0: that's not a fucking joke like i probably hadn't seen this movie <laughs> since like 1994 1995 like it's been a hot fucking minute
1: you are hilarious
0: um i didn't grow up in a house that watched the sequel we watched we owned the first adams family we did not watch. We did not own the Adam's Family Values.
1: Baby, I didn't own this movie. <laughs> but you better believe that when it came on TV. Oh
0: no! Never! 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 Not ever! <laughs> I I I realized just profoundly how much I didn't remember of this movie upon rewatching it. Um.
1: It's the first one on cocaine.
0: It is a funny but messy
1: movie.
0: <laughs> um structurally speaking, it is one a even though we progress our characters forward <clears throat> a little bit, not overly much. Uh, so I will give it credit. You know, we don't do a Ghostbusters 2, you know, where we break up everyone. No, because the family unit
1: is, is healthy.
0: And so we don't do that. We do progress things forward, and I really respect that about the movie. Um, I do respect that they were like, you know what, our main focus of the first movie was kind of gomez so and morticious, so we're going to kind of open it a little bit. I think that it was a mistake to continue having Fester be our focus, because Fester was also critical to our narrative of the first film. And honestly, the thing that I found the most interesting and compelling narratively wasn't the another attempt at stealing the Adams wealth. Mm-hmm. It was this idea of the parents are distracted just by new parentdom that allows for this mistreatment to occur where, you know, the the other children get shipped off and then they're subjected to this deranged theater director, summer camp coordinator. And so, like, that was the part of the movie that I loved the most. Even though Joan Cusack is doing great, a lot of the other stuff was essentially just someone's trying to steal the wealth, do-da, do-da. You know, like, it felt a little bit similar and samey for me to the plot, the main driving plot of the first film. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for me, every time we came back to this summer camp, I was like, young David Krumholtz. You know, like I was I was I was super into it, I was super pumped, Christina Ricci was killing it.
1: Yeah. It's, you
0: know, it almost felt like this um go to summer camp and follow the slasher villain as they try to fit in. Mm. Vibe. And I really fucked hard with that energy. And so like that was some of my favorite part of the Adams Family values.
1: No, I, I think that's totally I think that's totally fair. Um because, like, I, um, to your point, honestly, do I enjoy Joan as much as I enjoy, um, you know, the woman who plays his mother in the first one? No. No, not at all. Not at and all. I love Joan. And then she's having a great time, and she's, she's doing, a, she's, she's doing great. Oh, yeah. She, it's just not, it's just not the part. You know, it's- It's
0: not as good as The Psychologist
1: mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. The
0: Mother and The Father. <laughs>
1: That's right, that's great right. um no i I love the fact that um, I love the fact that morticia and Gomez are so like new baby, but the fact that like their children are literally like rebelling against this child in only the way that an Adams can, yeah. the fact that you know they're cartoon people, they can survive all of this stuff, you know that's the that's the funny and I think that that's the thing that I really enjoy also about like the fester plot line is the fact that she's. You know this entire time just just trying to get the money
0: mm-hmm. and she's
1: trying to do whatever she can you know to to kill him off, like she's done all of these other dudes, you know, and the fact that she's a real person and he is not is the is the is the like kind of match made in hell mm-hmm. scenario that like makes their storyline for me very funny is the fact that like she is very persistent about what she wants from him. To the point where she's willing to make herself completely miserable, because she can, she'll never get her goal. Yeah, at all, without this man constantly behind her, you know. And I think that that's, I think that that's fun. I think that, um, I think that Christopher Lloyd is having a phenomenal job as always. He's doing, he's having so much fun. Um, I love how much he just like disappears into the character of Fester.
0: Oh yeah, he vanishes.
1: And like it, it really gets built on also with the the way that they they make the Fester costumes. You know, they he has this this fluffiness to him that feels very much like he's he's surrounded by a pillow, in the in the outfits all of the time.
0: Christopher Lloyd as a you know I'm I'm not sure you know of course you know him as Fester and you know him as Doc Brown. Um, he is a phenomenal. Obviously, even beyond this, comedic actor. And he has always, always, always understood physicality, timing, you know, and how the body works in telling a joke.
1: Well, that's the... There you go. You just... You answered your own thing of why he is a good comedian. hmm And why he's a good actor is because he is completely... He gives into it 100%. It is physical, like Mr. Bean.
0: Yes. The character... Isn't aware that they're funny. Yeah. They are living their life. They are yeah. being themselves. And
1: that's the, that's, that's, I think, something about, you know, these films for me, and this film as well, in particular, is the fact that, like, you can, these people are fully formed in these characters. And, and all now of these actors
0: can, are so tapped in.
1: Exactly. And now we can just have a bunch of fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's. It's fantastic
0: it is the charm that sells the movie because it if is. this was any lesser of a cast it would, this movie would fucking suck it yeah. would be men in black 2 and oh. <laughs> oh.
1: it's right though
0: and like men in black 2 isn't the worst sequel in the world but, like, if we talk about the come down from one to two, it's abysmal.
1: Whereas this one almost feels like, you know, the first one is like you're ticking up the roller coaster. And then this one is the drop down. You're just having, you're just the rest of the roller coaster mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, it's loud and it's fast and it's it's got your heart racing and you don't really know what's going on. But it's it's you're having fun. Whereas, to your point, you know, Men in Black 2 is a come down in the sense that, like, you're like...
0: Mm. Oh. It didn't land as hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and It feels and cheaper. I wanted to circle back also real quickly on a point that you brought up about um, the antagonists of the film. Uh, the thing that made the first film great was that you had these three antagonists that were central antagonists. Plus you also had the sensibility of the town being against them. And... Um, you know, you had our psychiatrist, and then you had Dan Hidea,
1: The town? Do you mean, like, his neighbor?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, the judge, and some That's of those That's the same people. person. Oh, okay. Well, then you had, you know, the judge, uh, you had uh, some of the other, like, you know, people at the school, you had Dan Hidea, you had Dan Hidea's wife, uh, and then, of course, you had uh, the psychiatrist. Whereas this film, you know... When we see the Adams Family house, it's no longer from afar. It's no longer this odd house in the middle of suburbia. It's sort of surrounded by desolation. You know, and, and it gets, I think, a little bit more insular on a certain level. And I think that you hit on a really interesting point. The reason that Joan Cusack is hilarious as a villain is that she is a human expecting human results... Interacting with the cartoon family, um, and I think that that also is the thing that I wish had been paid a little bit more attention to with our villainous camp counselors. Um, is that I think that we had a lot of potential for them to be much stronger uh, in the in their focus. Because I think that we could have had almost, essentially, like, two almost cartoonish forces colliding heads with with Wednesday and the main camp counselor. Oh, and see, you don't think like... that they're cartoonish? Oh, I think that they are cartoonish, but I wish that we had just gotten more of them. You know, like, I wish that we could have lived more with those characters the same way that we got to live with, like, Dan Hidea uh and the psychiatrist, I feel like very jointly equally. I feel like Joan Cusack really ran away with a lot more. Well,
1: because she's our main villain.
0: That's true.
1: She's the one causing them to go to camp. This is just a secondary story.
0: Yeah. And I just I, I was so charmed with the secondary story, I guess, and that's maybe maybe my fault, you know, as a as a viewer, but that was that was definitely what had my attention the whole time. However, also it does bring up the interesting point why we're talking about this. The Thanksgiving thing.
1: Well yeah, but that's also the thing see the what you're pulling on in this film is the thing that you thought was the most interesting thing, was the thing that everybody thought was the most interesting thing, and that's why the only time people think about this movie is they think about the the, the, the show. They think yeah. about the play mm-hmm. that goes on, you know, the Thanksgiving p- play that is, that is absolutely hysterical.
0: It does the essential, quintessential sequel thing of, like, doubling down on Wednesday and Pugsley did an insane play in the last one you know let's let sort of increase the insanity of the play again um what's so funny to me though is that like what time of year is this it's summer and that's to to the point that you made very early on it's hilarious that he was like i know exactly the show that we're going to do
1: no yeah it's but that thing that, that again it's, it's this entirely ludicrous you know scenario or it's literally pugsley dressed up as a turkey being like eat me Eat me! It's it's gold. Yeah, it's perfect. And I think that so um, I think that this movie has a lot of like strengths when it comes to to the family unit itself. You know, um, I think that they didn't really know what to do with Pugsley in this one, unfortunately. Oh yeah, and so like he ends up getting put forgotten in, child. Oh yeah, oh, very much so. You know, him me and the
0: grandma. It's like just let him have oh, some grandma. of the punch lines, oh, you Grandma know? had
1: more to do, and I hated it. <coughs> Because again, she wasn't as funny as the original woman. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think that any of her, her bits are like funny. You know, her whole like, oh, it's just a curse. You know, when she does the whole like shake the, the skull at Joan Cusack bit, you know. Like, it could have been funny. But like it it just it felt like they were like, and grandma needs to do something here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt like they did that a lot. I felt uh, with Pugsley, you know, not as egregiously, but I think that like poor Pugsley, nobody knows what to do with him because he's he's just like the lovable oaf mm-hmm. of the family, you know. Whereas Wednesday is the focus child because she is the the brain, you know, of the of the duo.
0: People don't know what to do with Pinky.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But I also love this like budding romance story that we get of her, you know, this very hard character, you know, softening, but but also for the most random of people in this like very nerdy Jewish boy.
0: What I also really enjoyed, though, was this um, blossoming of the Gomez in him. Oh you know, yeah, because the the last thing that they say to each other, you know, "caramia." Well, then the, I mean,
1: the, the later <laughs> in the movie when he's like dressed up as Gomez officially at like the party, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and so I I, I really enjoy that that element to it. To mm-hmm. your point, it, it it's so charming.
1: No, yeah, and I think that um, I think that Fester ended up needing to be the lead of this movie because of the fact that we couldn't break up Gomez and Morticia.
0: Yeah, we can't divorce them. That's that's lame.
1: No, yeah, and they don't fight.
0: That's you know? not the point.
1: No, because at the end of the day, and that's the thing that I love about the Adams family every time that we get them is the is is this undying love
0: steadfast
1: that is that is unseen in a lot of other versions of stuff like this. You know, no one's love is as strong as the Adams.
0: Yeah, like, almost every other media does the, like, let's shake up and make the parents unstable, you know, for a season.
1: No, yeah, and, like, that's that's so uninteresting, because the this is an interesting choice, is like, but what if they were fine?
0: Yeah, what if they literally worked through it?
1: Yeah. You know, and I always found, like, they were, you know, this is such a good role model. Mm-hmm aspiration of, you know, of, of of this kind of thing in media, you know, because they could be as weird or, you know, um, didn't have to didn't have to get along with any other person because they had already found theirs. Mm-hmm. And that was that was forever. It was it was easy. You know, every conversation they have is just reaffirming how much that they love each other.
0: Well, and like I have seen People who identify with all kinds of different communities, you know, straight, uh, you know, somewhere on the queer spectrum, uh, you know, into kink, uh, people of color. I've seen all kinds of people go, Adams, Morticia and Gomez Adams are couple goals, You know, like they are so foundationally, I think, like the quintessential to your point picture of like it doesn't matter how weird we are. Looks like Yeah. We're happy.
1: Yeah, what a what a healthy relationship looks like is a relationship where you listen and you love your partner. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's we're done here. We we figured it out, you know? You don't have to perform for them, you don't have to do anything other than be yourself
0: and be respectful of each other
1: exactly and come in you know with 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 kindness and with love in your heart you know those these are the these are the things whereas like so often you know even even healthy relationships even these people you know you talked about people talking about like oh oh, relationship goals Mm -hmm. you know it's all this 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 crap that is that is at the at its core toxic yeah you know, anytime, anytime somebody is like, "Oh gosh, Joker and Harley," you run the other way. Yeah, because no, because that's not that's not love. Because yeah. that's not especially because the, I think that people also frame it in the sense that like it is like this. Mm-hmm. It is like the the you know Morticia and Gomez. You know, it's it's not. We don't ever get to know the origin. Of their story, really, you know, but that's not the point, mm-hmm. because they've got all these years together. You know, they are comfortable together, whereas like, what do, what does Joker and Harley got? Um, a psychiatrist who got basically talked out of her doctorate by a crazy person who she fell in love with, but not really because he's basically Charles Manson. You know, and that makes her a part of the Manson family, basically. You know, it's just the same thing. No, yeah. But, um, gosh, that was a whole tangent. I'm so sorry. Um,
0: here, let me, let me, let me focus back up for a second then. Um, before we, we give this thing a rating, how do you feel like this film sits with your. I. Ideas of what Thanksgiving is about.
1: Um, I guess I think that this is like a perfect Thanksgiving movie, considering A, there aren't any, and B, if I have to endure Thanksgiving, at least it made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm sorry, you know, I grew up in Virginia, and so, unlike other states... Virginia is real hype about some crap from the 1600s. They're like, guys, uh, we were the first place that a boat landed, and, and people came. And and we had settlements. Look at Jamestown. Look at Williamsburg. Oh, it's it's everywhere. It's all of the time. So like Thanksgiving, it was always one of those things in school where they were like, and now you get to hear about the pilgrims and the Indians again. And it's just a bunch of lies, you know, and stop it. Just stop it right now. Let's call a spade a spade and let's move on. But I think that this is this is a lot of fun. You know, even for its little brief moment of Thanksgiving, I think that that's that's good enough for a holiday that I could do without.
0: Fair enough. Um, I think that this movie, for me, ultimately does land as, despite its summer location, uh, I think it does ultimately land as a Thanksgiving film because at the core of it, it is, of course, about family togetherness unity um and it also has that you know occurrence whereby one of your family members brings someone into the family that's going to be in some photos and you're going to look at a few years later and go who's that
1: that's right That's right.
0: And so, therefore...
1: I mean, it's called Adam's family's values.
0: No, and so I think that it does tie into that idea. You know, this idea of, of oneness, of unity, of um, finding the reasons to celebrate each other, mm-hmm. you know, and celebrate being together. And once they get back together, because they spend most of the movie apart...
1: It's the best part of the movie, you know,
0: and so once they get back together, you know it's a glorious moment of celebration of a family that has spent time apart
1: coming together, finally no yeah
0: back together
1: and like we get to we get to touch on a lot of interesting themes because the fact you know you made this point earlier is the 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 time has is moving forward, you know it's it's not this this comfort place of being like, oh well, I can always go back because it's always the same. No, even in this cartoon world with these cartoon people, they found a way to still progress this and and make change happen and okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's something that's a lesson that people don't learn that is that that change is scary, but it's also exciting. You know, and and we're so afraid of going forward that we constantly go, well, I'll just go back to this thing that brings me comfort. You know,
0: Change is where growth happens, and if I had stayed comfortable for the point of 18 until now, I would be a worse-off person for it. Yeah. And every single change that happened in my life was equally and intensely and ferociously intimidating. Intimidating in its own way. Well, yeah. But that's also where the excitement came from, of finding out what was on the other side.
1: But that's why anybody who has ever been born into money has no idea how the world works mm. because they've never actually had to experience any hard change.
0: Mm. Transitional points.
1: Yeah. Mm. When you can buy your way through them, it doesn't last as long and it doesn't it's not worth as much. Mm. Just, just look at Elon.
0: Oh, good old Elon. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, with all that said, if you had to give Adam's family values a score out of five, what would you give it?
1: I'm gonna give this movie a solid four. Um, I love this movie, uh, but I also know that it is not a five.
0: Very generous of you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'll go with a three and a half.
1: I think that that's totally fair. Honestly. Again, like
0: this movie is it's a, it's a messy bitch.
1: It's not perfect. It's not. It's a not. sloppy hoe. It's <laughs> No. No, that's that's that dog named Gemma.
0: Okay. <laughs> um but it's it still won me over.
1: Because this movie has a lot of charm.
0: It does. It's got it's it's got effortless charm. And that is so much the cast. It is so much the cast. Yeah. Um
1: I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I think that it was, like, re- re-watching this movie, I had not seen this movie in a while, but rewatching this movie, I was like, this movie is, is, is just as funny and just as much fun as I had, like, you know, when my child brain was watching it. Because it's obviously, it's made for children. The other one is, like, made for families.
0: Uh, but this one... I will say, like, I was surprised at some of the jokes that this one made. There were yeah. a few times where I was like, oh, that's an adult joke.
1: Well yeah, because somebody has to buy the tickets.
0: Oh yeah. But like I was I was truly amazed at like how adult even the context of it was. I was like,
1: Oh yeah, like I said, this movie doesn't care anymore. But that's why it's so fun. Give it a chance. Watch this movie. Watch the first one first. Oh. And yeah, then always. and then and then watch this one.
0: Um so it's going to be guess, your new
1: favorite Thanksgiving movie right here.
0: I guess with all that said, um, the only other things that I really wanted to talk about, um, a new trailer came out for Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, Dear, what did you think of the trailer for Avatar, The Way of Water?
1: Um, I felt like this trailer was a hard remember that for the first one in like every sense we were like look there's some stuff on fire and look she did the whole flip and like catch her you know prepare to fire thing that she did in the first one but now it's in a different environment and like you know oh instead of the flyy dragons now we've got the water dragons that they're that they're riding on and like i you know it was it was fine, um, but i I got a lot of like it's the first one with a different wrapper on it, mm-hmm. energy, and like that could could be completely different. um, how many people of color are actually in this movie?
0: in the cast?
1: Yeah, in the main cast
0: I because can... I'm pretty
1: confident that, that 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 their daughter is just another white person. With like you know blue blue Navi stuff on.
0: That's an excellent question. Let's see here. Their daughter, I think, is played by um, this woman, this young woman. Copy. Um, but I could be wrong, because also I don't know any of their names. Currently, like, I don't know any of the children's names. I guess we could go by photo, but that would also assume that the the people listing the photos know.
1: I mean, I'm assuming that you're correct, considering there's not a single other young person in this cast that I can see for a while. I think that they went
0: with um, that young woman for the daughter, and then I think that the son is up near the top of the cast, and the son looks like a white guy.
1: Oh, I think that he is... Well, yeah, I think that he is one white, Um, but I also think that he is... I don't know. I don't know. I... I... Mixed
0: feelings. Well it's funny that you it's funny that you bring this up because someone legitimately had a question on Twitter that I saw the other day, which is Are Jake and Natiri's children technically mixed? Yes.
1: Because technically, whatever anyone wants to say, his body His entire
0: GNA structure, even though it's Navi, is based in whatever his Human DNA was.
1: Yes, and at the end of the day, that is an artificial body. hmm And so technically, it is not Navi. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, like, it wasn't even really born on the planet. It was born probably, like, in a lab.
1: Yeah. Um, it looks like they tried to make all of, um, like, their children also, like this this mixed-race thing where they're like, uh, thing, where they're like, um because Jake is white and, you know, Natiri is definitely black. Mm-hmm. Let's make all of their kids racially ambiguous is what, mm-hmm. I'm, is what it looks like here. Which is, like, fine, but, like, why? You know?
0: Because we also are dealing with sci-fi on yeah. a certain level here.
1: Yeah, and also like, great, like that's that's totally fine. Representation is important, but I would like to see the representation
0: with some specificity.
1: Yeah, you know, this is just as is is vague a brush of ethnic ambiguity. Is 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 the is that Raya and the Last Dragon movie where they're like they're Asian? Mm. What does that mean? You know.
0: No, I get that.
1: Because I guess for me, you know, watching the first one, like, I, I very much identified with, with the, the Natiri character because, you know, not, because I saw a lot of myself in Zoe. hmm You know, I could see her face through the Na'vi makeup, you know, through the, through the effects. Yeah. And felt, oh, this is a person that, like, this is a character that I could actually play. But once we start to, to, to blah yeah it's so much then like what's the point what's the point of being so specific if you're also then going to not be yeah you know
0: no i totally get where you're at with that
1: because also then like what's the point of me getting to to have all of these cool features and being this proud black woman like what does that even mean if like again i don't even get to to go out there and see myself in anybody ever on mainstream
0: no i get that
1: because every movie that's coming out is about white people. Other than Creed, and guess who made Creed? People like me who said, I'm tired of not seeing myself on stuff, so I'm going to make something where I'm the only thing that I can see.
0: Jordan Peele.
1: Exactly. You know? Why why aren't, why isn't it mainstream to just cast people? Yeah. Why is it that once it becomes mainstream, now it has to be, you know, some blonde girl with some white guy, you know, and they're having their their fun times. But don't worry, guys, because we've got the ethnic friend. No, yeah. who Who is every stereotype ripped in one, you know? If they're not ethnic, then they're a different body shape because that's inclusivity. Um, I've gone on another tangent, um... I will, I will, uh, hopefully be more excited about Avatar 2 coming out of the theater.
0: No, I, um, I get where you're coming from. Um, and, and, you know, the, the trailer definitely had a lot of, um, I mean, literally the entire vibe, you know, I mean, they, they put in the text, you know welcome back to Pandora or whatever, you know, return to Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that is definitely what they're hyping, and I think that that is a little bit of a disservice. You know, you do that trailer one, that's fine. Trailer two, when the movie is a month out, I would like a better sense of what this three-hour movie is supposed to be about.
1: 50% of it is, is all planet Earth
0: and so like i would i would definitely like you know a little bit of a of a better sense of it going into it um and it it you do have to walk you know a little bit of that fine line of of giving too much or too little but um that's kind of where i live with it um i would like to know more than i currently know um and this trailer i thought was about the same I felt I guess is the last one um and and for me I think that's a little bit of a disservice is like I want to build on whatever sensation you planted you know and that's successful marketing right your first trailer should should get me enticed and then your second one should build on that and I don't think that I necessarily felt that with this it felt very samey no yeah
1: I mean I get that I think that I mean, we talked about this earlier, but um, I feel like with every... With the more I learn about this movie, the less I'm interested in it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I was excited about Avatar 2 that that day that it was like, poof, Avatar 2 is coming. Done. You know, that little like, we don't even get to know anything kind of blip. Mm -hmm. That was the part where I was like, oh, this is interesting. But literally the the first trailer was okay. And honestly this trailer left me going, I don't I don't know if I really wanna watch this movie. hmm You know, and, and now you re remembering with your the help of with the help of you, um, that this movie is three hours long, I'm like, Oh god, you know, it for me it, it's almost giving me the same vibes of like how I felt watching um Zack Snyder's piece of crap. Mm-hmm you know why are we here for five hours what is the point of this you know and so i'm hoping that actually watching the film will be a better experience than getting to see people in water
0: the trailer well that's uh that's pretty much all that we have for y'all uh Today, of course, we're going to be continuing on with our Thanksgiving theme throughout the month. Be sure to go back and check out last week's uh, big slasher extravaganza and check out all of our, our horror stuff that we did for October. Um, Dear, do you have anything that you would like to say to listeners?
1: Put your hands together. And then pick up your laptop and then open it and then go to the film buds at com, or whatever the hell it is you can look in the descriptions it's always there and tell me what your favorite thanksgiving movie is
0: okay not bad not bad um no of course thanks as always you guys for listening uh next week we will be doing uh planes trains and automobiles uh so definitely be on on the lookout for that one um good old john candy performance uh and we will catch you guys next week bye, bye.